Welcome to Block Rockets Expert Talk, the podcast where we will interview industry experts, thought leaders and interesting figures from around the world about blockchain technology and its adoption. My name is Sagar and I'm investment manager of Block Rockets. We are one of the leading investor for early stage blockchain startups in Germany. As a part of our program, we invest up to 500,000 euro in pre-seed and seed blockchain startups. We are looking for the next big thing in the blockchain space. So if you know someone or if you think you are working on something exciting then feel free to apply to our website. In our episode today I would like to introduce you to Ivan. He is also famous as Ivan on Tech. He is an international speaker, educator, developer and data scientist. Ivan's YouTube channel Ivan on Tech has become an international phenomenon spreading blockchain knowledge all over the world. and accumulating over 450,000 subscribers. Ivan is also founder and CEO of Moralis. Moralis provides a single workflow for building high performance apps fully compatible with your favorite web3 tools and services. Good morning Ivan, how are you doing? Hello Sagar, all good. Good to be here. How are you? Yeah. I think it's been long time I started following you uh, watching your uh, your Ivan on Tech Ivan on Tech right uh, channel yes. uh, back in days in last beer market and every day you were mm. asking like guys good morning <laughs> from stockholm and what you are drinking so i want exactly. what you are drinking today <laughs> well as told with black coffee no milk no sugar i have it right here actually uh, nice. so yeah it was good times and now it's similar times because at that time yes. it was maximum opportunity in the markets uh, the altcoins were super cheap everything was super cheap and also people didn't really believe uh, we would come back well eventually i think many people understood that we will come back but nobody thought that it would be <clears throat> like in a year or maybe 15 months which is a really a short uh, period of time and it is similar now many people they kind of know that crypto will come back at some point but most people right now are it feels that they are in it is believe still that for the channel they think we're going to go lower so it is very similar actually interesting so for the viewers of course this is not a financial advice and uh, i'm sure you read the news about uh, ian balina uh, yesterday they yeah, exactly charging exactly. him so guys this is purely entertainment purpose and entertainment exactly yes, yes. and also ivan is not going to give me any moralist token they don't have either but yeah so <laughs> exactly exactly great uh, moving further ivan i would like to ask um, about your um, your story in web3 space right i mean the moralis was an invented overnight right i mean you you were a coder by by childhood and then you started your one of the largest web3 back in days nobody was talking about web3 but like a crypto youtube channel right and you become famous you yeah. started organizing conferences in stockholm if you can go back a little bit like five to seven years in your journey and if you would like to tell like how you end up as starting moralis Yeah yeah so I've been a developer since since I can remember I I've been programming since I was 9 approximately and uh, it really caught my attention because it felt like magic that you know you can sit at home you can create things that people think are exciting and they think it's it's cool that you can do the things you can do but they don't really know how it works so I love that I love this magic uh, feeling of programming and uh, through through my childhood and uh, teenage years i was uh, doing all kinds of different projects i worked at ericsson here in sweden who is a big telecom uh, company and um, uh, programming has been a big part of my life always but in 2017 i started to experiment with content and at that point it was as a developer so i did programming videos i think you can still go back and see the the first ones on the channel it was doing some hacker rank challenges and so on and so forth and all, through all this time crypto has been my passion and interest as well but i had no clue anyone else wanted to hear about it so that's why i didn't start my youtube channel initially about crypto because i thought it's just me and you know a few friends online but one day one day i didn't have any ideas for any programming video so i thought okay let me explain ethereum let me explain how it works uh, as a developer and that one blew up i went from you know 50 views <laughs> <laughs> or something to like 50,000 views and uh, at that point i realized oh crypto people actually care about it and uh, people want to watch it and it was during the bull market of 2017 it was the early days of the bull market i started in april may and then the whole market exploded with eth and bitcoin and all kinds of i remember iota was was going like 400x i mean it was crazy times it was 2017 bull market it was crazy 
and uh, and that's when uh, my career as a content creator really took off and uh, since then i've been doing uh, youtube uh, in in the web3 space but at the same time i've always had this technical passion even as a content creator uh, i always had this technical perspective on things and what really started morales was that we uh, had our community using our own chat so you know in youtube we had many issues with the channels getting banned and uh, removed demonetized so in 2020 we tried to create our own website where people would watch us and uh, where we would have our own chat and all of that so we would be like away from youtube and then we can just repost on youtube without and so we did that and it worked very well but then we tried to integrate nfts into the chat so we thought okay we have our community they're watching our youtube uh, why don't we have nfts in our community so they can log into their with their wallet and then you can see who owns which nft in the chat who owns which ivanotech nft in the chat and so we thought, ah, it's, it's going to be easy to do. It's, it's on the blockchain, it's NFTs, it's one of the core use cases. You just connect to the node, you get all NFTs, that's it. Turned out, it was very difficult. It was very difficult because you had to build your backend, you had to real, you had to verify the ownership of the wallet and of the NFTs because if you just connect with MetaMask to a website, it can be spoofed. I can I can create a spoofed MetaMask and then connect to your website, and I will show you that I'm Vitalik. But uh, you need to ask me to verify my address for for that to be a legit connection and to establish a web session. So we thought, huh, what the hell? There is no good uh, good solution for this. Uh, we have to build everything. We have to research, figure things out. And that's when we thought, wait, wait a minute. In Web2, there are solutions for everything. If I want to log in, I want a database, I want email, I, it, it's all plug and play. I can, with a few lines of code, build anything. But in Web3, I have to connect to a node. I, I need to figure out what the hell is a node. Why do I need to connect to a node? I just want to build some uh, UI. I want to build something some uh, something simple, something fast. And that's when we thought, okay, there needs to be easier solutions. So that's where we started Morales, which is an infrastructure provider for Web3 developers, where you don't have to connect to nodes. You use simple APIs, simple SDKs, just like in Web2 days, but it is Web3. And our big mission is to bring the millions and millions, 10 million developers from Web2 into Web3. Uh, and we need to make it as similar as them as possible. So they recognize the tools, the ways of working, and, and that's the big mission of Morales. And yeah, that's, that's a short uh, summary of, of our journey. Interesting, Evan. I mean, um, I was at a Berlin Blockchain Week last week, right? And uh, Tom Toon, I'm not sure if you know him, but he's a Silicon Valley-based VC from uh, Raidpoint. So he was showing, I mean, he's ex-Google, he works in data all his uh, career, and uh, he was showing, I mean, can you guess, like, how, I'm sure you know that, but still I would like to ask how many daily active users we have today in blockchain? Daily active users in blockchain. It's difficult because there are addresses that you don't really know, but yeah. who knows? Maybe it is hundred uh, k, maybe. But no. it depends. Is it on chain or is it exchanges? Because in exchanges there are many that that yes. are that are using on chain. So on chain daily active users are like close to two point five million, and majority is uh, eat by Ethereum, right? And you, it it was like ten million uh, something in pool market. That's interesting. So, but is yeah. it? It's, it's got to be addresses because uh, it's. Uh, uh, for example, when you have whales trading, they don't use like one address. Uh, so addresses, I think it can be like two, three million, like you say, but actual users, two, two million, it would be amazing if it was true. I hope it's true. Yes. Yeah, I, I think so too, right? Uh, yeah. I think that's just a wallet number. But I mean, I mean, from that numbers, we can literally see that how far we are about to go. I mean, we just end up beginning, right, for Web3, but also like very yeah. small number. But, you know, we also have to be humble and um, we got to look reality in the eye. The Web3 is missing a lot of product market fit. I mean, we know some of it works perfectly. Like, for example, cryptocurrencies is amazing. You can transfer to anyone. It's full freedom. Stable coins, amazing. So that has product market fit. Uh, DeFi probably has it. But uh, it's still, we don't, it's 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 not really easy for everyone to use it, and people still don't understand it. So, although the tech is there, like we can do all of these cool things, to say that DeFi has product market fit yet, I th I think it's too early. It's too early. It's kind of like you know, people. I'm I'm listening to a very good book now called Build by Tony Fradell or something. He's called. He is uh, uh, he was building Apple uh, iPhone and iPod, and he was saying, look, we built iPhone, a version of iPhone, in the late 80s. 
I mean, it kind of works, <laughs> but it didn't have product market fit because people wasn't even used to the mobile phone. And here we had like the smartphone and the, the early, 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 early versions. So I feel DeFi is kind of like that. It's 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 still not there, but it is getting there. Uh, and uh, then we have the whole NFT space, which is despised by uh, gamers. We also got to be honest with that, like something we, we got to fix. <laughs> Either we got to fix our narrative or our use cases, but uh, Web2 gamers don't like NFTs. It is what it is. Uh, and then we have a very core uh, Web3 community that loves NFTs and, co and collections and collecting and all of that. So I think what's missing and, and for us, you know, the, half of the solution is to realize the problem. And so half of the job for us is to realize, okay, I mean, a lot of this is still, we got to fix that. It's not just, we, we got to relax and, you know, we're so early and everyone's just going to come soon. We got to be actively fixing this and looking the, the reality in the eye that uh, it, we're early, but, you know, we got to work for this to not be just, uh, you know, early and then nothing happens. We got to do a lot. There's a lot of work to do for us to fix this. And for us to do that, we need to build more interesting use cases. Uh, it is what it is. The use cases right now are not interesting enough for the vast majority. User experience issues, all kinds of other issues where you have to pay for every transactions. And, and that's where developer tools come in because developers can only build if they have great tools. If a developer has to run the node or connect to some node and then uh, work on it for six months to even go to go to market and have some prototype, they're never gonna delight the user. So that's why personally, I love focusing on dev tools so that we ensure that devs have the easiest journey possible to build their prototype, go to market and delight the user. Because right now we're kind of bad at that. I mean, it is what it is. We gotta look the reality in the eye. We have a core community of believers. That's fantastic. Um, I, I don't know if it's 2 million real users, maybe it's a few hundred thousand real users. Uh, and it's it's very small. It's very, very, very small. So, so uh, we gotta work on that, yes. Yes, so the, so the point was, uh, so he was pitching at DuneCon um, uh, in, in Berlin blockchain week during the, Dune Analytics helps like separate co conference there. So the point is, I mean, if you compare it with the Web2 side, uh, they're like millions of developers, right? And here, I think it's it's in like, uh, I mean, we can literally say the numbers, right, in Web3. And most majority of developers is eaten by Ethereum, block, uh, Ethereum or Polygon. And so basically yeah, EVM-based yeah. uh, chains, right? And if you look at, uh, if we compare like daily active users on Web2 side, there are billions of numbers, right? And uh, as I said here in Web3, it's also like quite quite a few. So long way to go, but yes, we need proper infrastructure. And I, I think I personally, as in, we are also in VC, right? So we also think like we don't need blockchain for everything because you cannot just try to push it uh, blockchain in every sector that, okay, guys, please use blockchain. No. On top of that, I think um, there are lots of speculation uh, part uh, plays a major role because people want to come come in space. They think like uh, they will get rich quick and then they can live on yacht and private jets, right? <laughs> but that's not the story, right? I mean, if you ask any crypto guy, they, they didn't become that rich by overnight. You have to work hard. And as a front runner in the industry, I think it's really important that we build a sustainable product, develop the infrastructure. And um, I think I, I still remember back in days, you were offering some courses and um, some yes. guys were getting jobs at uh, blockchain companies. I was quietly, uh, like closely following you guys, but I'm not a developer by heart. So I was thinking like, okay, uh, it's not going to work. Even though we signed up for your course, I still remember. <laughs> and yeah, um, I mean, we, we have many great, I mean, th that was the best thing where, where we purely focus on content that we had so many good alumni, head of blockchain at Ericsson, where I worked before, it's a multinational, multi-billion corporation. Uh, he's our alumni, head of blockchain at Ericsson. We had people go from being school teachers to, uh, to a head of sales at Brave, at Brave Browser. And you, you, if you go to academy.moralis.io slash success stores, you can watch watch it all. And that's, I mean, that's the biggest opportunity in Web3. Whoever you are, you can be the best in the world at something in Web3 within like a year. It's possible. It's not rocket science. But at the same time, because we're so early, there are not many people here still. So if you believe in the mission of Web3, of digital ownership, uh, this is the place for you. I mean, you, you can skyrocket your career. It's, it's, it's the best open secret I know of to enter Web3 and do something. Whatever you're doing, you don't have to be a developer. You can do it with marketing, email, SEO. I mean, there, there's a lot. Anything. Anything. We need all kinds of talent. I, I mean, we, we already came a little bit far as compared to the last 
three to four years because i think uh, when you started your channel and then when you were promoting the all developer tooling and uh, education side um, mainly like in blockchain space there was no job for bd and so and so you know it was only for the blockchain developer side now you can see it you can even work as a community yeah, yeah. manager you can become ambassador and there are like unlimited jobs available this also plays a huge role because uh, lots of funding pour into our industry right um yes also most of the time scammers get benefited but anyway moving further um i want how hard it is to have the api and sdk solutions i'm sure like you guys are providing like thousands of projects uh, api so, yes. or api solution but it doesn't seems that easy as to when it comes to execution right if you would like to say about yes. uh, apis and how how does it work in briefly yeah, I mean, that's why we started right is because it was so difficult uh, when we tried it ourselves without any tools uh, in 2020, because just the sim simple use case of someone coming to your website and doing something with their NFTs. Like, for example, our simple chat where we wanted people to log in with their wallet and we show their NFTs in the chat and you can see other people having NFTs. Man, it is difficult because number one, if I ask my wallet, which NFTs does this uh, that do I have? The wallet does not know. Because an NFT is a, is a smart contract and you, you have millions of them and the wallet has no clue which one you have. That's why in MetaMask, you know, you have to add a token. You want to see your ERC-20? The wallet doesn't know your ERC-20 if you don't add the, the address. So, that, so th that was crazy to us when we started. We, the, and, and that was one of the first use cases where why can I not just get all my wallets and NFCs? So that's number one. And to do that, you have to index the blockchain, which means that each time something happens, we have to see, okay, this address, did they mint? Did they receive an NFT? Uh, because that's the only way to know. Someone has to watch all addresses, all contracts, and see, is this is this contract an NFT? Does this user do something with this contract? Okay, let, let's put it in the, into the database. So this kind of indexing is quite difficult because some NFTs are ERC721, some NFTs are uh, ERC1155. Some of them have metadata on IPFS. Some of them have not their metadata on IPFS. They have their metadata on their own server, which runs on like a free Heroku plan, which means that if we are to access it, we're going to get rate limited, or we may even bring the server down because let's say they have 100,000 NFTs and all the metadata are in their own server. If our crawler is to ask 100,000 metadata from their server, it's going to go down. So just figuring out how we query all metadata in, a, in an efficient way on a massive scale, uh, very difficult. Also, some NFTs put their metadata within the token URI as, as a free text instead of linking to, to an actual token URI. I mean, there are a million of different edge cases. Some of them are on Binance chain and Binance chain does 2000 transactions per second or something like that at, at the peaks for even 4000 transactions per second. So of course, our pipeline needs to do this in real time across all blockchains, processing tens of thousands of transactions per second, resolving all metadata, putting into database. So, so just creating the NFC API, we thought it would be easy, to be honest. We thought it's just, you know, looking, let's look in the blockchain. Everything is on chain. It's going to be so easy. Like the whole point is that everything is on chain. It's, it is on chain but it's all like around it's all around so in that sense it's kind of like uh, when google started i'm sure uh, they didn't understand how difficult it would be to index everything because you know everything is online you just get the information from different websites create a nice search engine uh it's difficult and um, uh, so th that's that's one example and then of course it's got to be super reliable so you got to have high availability of course, it's got to be low latency, so you have to do a bunch of caching, and it's very difficult to cache in blockchain because it's real time. So you cache something in like half a second, it's already outdated because the user transferred something, or now the the ownership the ownership looks differently. Uh, then another problem is that you need infrastructure that can scale quickly up and down because on cheap blockchains, like for example Binance Chain or Polygon, someone can literally today, right now mint a million NFTs, and then your system needs to ingest that, get all metadata, fix that. And users, of course, expect it to be instant, that you know, you have all of the NFTs, where is the API? Why, why is it not showing in the API? It's gotta be all instant. So you, you, you start digging, it is a lot. And that's why it has taken us, you know, since early 2021 to build a very nice 
very, very reliable NFT API. And this is just one example um, of, a, of a product. So it's uh, yeah, kind of a sneak peek behind the scenes. Now, what is good though, is that newer chains like Solana is just easier. The wallet actually knows your assets. <laughs> and on Ethereum, the wallet does not know your assets. On Solana, as far as I know, you can ask the wallet directly, hey, you know, what NFTs do I have? What metadata? Uh, so it will be interesting to see how EVM compares to new chains like Solana. Because EVM, it is the gold standard, but is it the best possible layout of a blockchain? Depends. You can argue for decentralization, maybe it is great. For efficiency, maybe it is great the way it is structured. Uh, uh, maybe. And the Solana is more straightforward for developers, but who knows about decentralization? Who knows about these other uh, questions? So it is difficult to say, but what I think is, is important to realize is that best tech does not have to win. If you look at the internet, you know, to create a website, you gotta be like a polyglot, you know? You gotta know many languages. You gotta know JavaScript, HTML, CSS. You gotta know some backend, maybe C-sharp or, or Java or, or Node.js. You gotta learn like four different languages to create a website. Is this, is this really the best tech? Like if we would restart the internet, let's say we restart, would we have created internet in this way were to do some simple, you know, uh, interaction on the online, I need to learn four languages. Probably not. Probably we would do some e easier because internet use cases, they kind of evolved. From the beginning, it was only text. HTML was perfect. Then you wanted some interaction. You realized, crap, HTML cannot do interaction. Let's somehow sneak in JavaScript. Then, okay, we wanted to look nice. Uh, CSS, uh, I don't know why they brought it in. You could do it with JavaScript also. They brought in CSS. So all, as use cases grew, you, got, you had to push more tech into the web stack. And the same now is kind of happening with Ethereum. From the beginning, very simple, very simple use case, some easy smart contract transacting. Now we have layer twos, we have all kinds of bridges, we have NFTs, all kinds of things for which the original infra wasn't really intended. So that's why it is kind of weird how is developing like for example the wallet does not know your nfts but it can still be the gold standard just like the web web stack doesn't really make sense it is the gold standard so the same can be with evm let's see very interesting to see it evolve yes 100 percent. i'm also looking forward to uh, how i mean also uh, another day i was uh, doing recording with uh, jd uh, found co-founder of polygon he was also saying the same way that we cannot uh, continuously debate on infrastructure side uh, problems, right? Uh, we are already discussing scaling solutions this last couple of years. If yeah, we yeah. keep doing this, uh, if we keep stucking at the infrastructure level problem or questions, right? We cannot move ahead. So we need to solve it within the next six to 12 months and move ahead and start utilizing the real use cases and make people's life easier. Because as long as what I see as an uh, Ivan, like I'm not a developer. Okay. I know it's really hard to develop something, right. Then just yeah. uh, sitting around and uh, scrutiny, uh, like uh, um, make some opinion and giving some uh, free advice to the people. But what I see is I think known crypto guys, like, um, I mean, we are crypto native guys. So maybe we have our own preference. We like Ethereum, we like Bitcoin, we like Chainlink and we like Morales and we like I1 and so and so, right. But just think about the other side of the road where people are non-crypto native and they don't care, I think, uh, which chain you are using as long as you are making their lives easier. Because I'm a by background engineer. I always give one example in crypto conferences that do you really care when you buy the BMW car, which system is fitted inside which uh, cables of company they are using as long as it runs faster it gives you security you are happy with bmw or any cars right xyz so i think in future also everything will not everything i think majority of use cases will be running on blockchain but people would really not care whether it is running on ethereum solana or avalanche yeah. or so and so right yeah, and we've seen, by the way, a similar thing in the computing. I remember when I I bought my first like computer as a teenager. I was looking, oh, how many gigahertz? Oh, but this thing has this many gigahertz, and that thing has not. And this is like i7 core, Pentium, this and that. And then uh, uh, Apple came and they said, like, don't care about that. Like, don't even look at our gigahertz. Like, why do you care about it? It's more about the use case. We have low gigahertz. It's still faster than this other thing. Uh, and I, I love that they removed it from the equation. I, I, and I, I like that because today I feel like nobody needs to know, like, which kind of giga, gigahertz this and that. It's, uh, it's, it's a whole different level of communicating with 
the users, uh, which is more about experience and how this thing actually delivers on your use cases. So for sure. And that's that's why we have to come back to use cases. Like what are the use cases? And in Web3, we, the big use case is ownership, that you own digital things. And we got to hone in on that. It's all about uh, having your assets, trading. People will always be trading and, and investing. So that, that's that's a core use case that you can now do it in a decentralized way. Uh, savings, remittance. We, we got to go back to, to these basics. Like, what is this for? It's not for some kind of, you know, mega yield farm. Uh, it, it's really about the simple stuff around ownership. And that's what we got to make mainstream because... That even that is not mainstream. Like, for example, when it comes to remittance, it should already have been mainstream. But uh, uh, that's why I think, especially in the bear markets, it's, again, everyone is focusing attention back to what's important, to, to making simple use cases that actually become big. And uh, yeah, hopefully soon we will have tens of millions, like you say, uh, may, maybe now we have 2 million addresses. Hopefully soon we have tens of millions of them. Yes, 100%. I'm also pressurizing on a couple of people that uh, it's not too late to start uh, building in Web3, you know. Um, well, like absolutely. Still, we we yeah. have nothing. Like we, like we just said, there is nothing here. <laughs> it's not a lot of competition. Like it's still very, it may seem that, oh, you know, Coinbase, Binance, FTX, big guys, OpenSea. OpenSea volume decreased by 95% yes. in the last month. Yes. yes. So, uh, the use case of uh, trading and if that's why and, and why is it so why can a use case go down because is it re a real use case or was it just some hype i don't know but how so that a use case can drop so much in in uh, in volume was it just a hype but if it is a hype then it was not needed in my daily life i guess it was yes. we didn't do something that people really want every day because it's not like iphone has a hype and now it drops by 95 percent. so i think if this bear market also offers us some time to be self-critical and to see why is it so that this whole industry goes through massive hype cycles because we don't have real use cases yet that stick with people in their daily lives we have hype based use cases where people want to get rich and then they trade and they FOMO in but they can easily just walk away when the prices collapse and their lives are not affected so yeah uh, and and we gotta come back to simple stuff like remittance uh, digital ownership savings uh not having in the bank having in your in your own wallet, wallet yeah. uh I, I mean there are so many so many people suffer from banking collapses all the time we, we did see just recently in all kinds of countries you think that you know today it shouldn't happen anymore uh, but but still it happens so anyway it, it's uh, we gotta be self-critical it's half of the solution is to realize the problem no i mean just think about like one world country also so i live in munich germany right even if we both are in germany if i want to send you money from my bank to your bank it will come tomorrow so yes Yes. We are living in first one world country, like Germany is like top three for GDP, right? And uh, and one of the like uh, sovereign nation in terms of like uh, per capita GDP. Still, we have this issue. On top of that, I, I'm I, I'm basically from India. So if I want to send some money to my friends, family, it's arrived by tomorrow, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just think about if you give me your Ethereum wallet, I can transfer some money. Let's say like not Ethereum. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Polygon maybe. It takes why, seconds, why right? Do, yeah. why, don't, why don't they use USDC or something? Yeah, exactly. So I think micropayment side is like a huge, huge potential. Uh, but I, I think there's also regulation need to be addressed, some sort of view. But I think if there is yeah. no problem, you cannot solve it. So builders have to build. And um, I mean, of course, you can always uh, keep all these factors together and you can have also a solid product. Uh, back to the use case side, I think fundamentally nothing changed, right? Uh, blockchain is immutable, censorship resistance, so and so. So as you mentioned, um, people came, they pumped the NFT price, and now they've moved away because I think uh, COVID plays a huge role. Uh, people were getting free money, they were stuck into homes, so or just pay, like a casino money, you know? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I mean, who doesn't feel good? I mean, if you put $100 today and it becomes $200 tomorrow for the normies, it's it's really good. They say like, okay, it's fun. Exactly. Let's go all in and they lose their life saving. So I say as a both side, uh, negative side, which was like, it become like a massive bubble and huge, huge speculation era where, of course, you can catch the eyes of regulatory side. On other side, Builders like you and other founders out there, they also successfully manage the fund 
because you also need the fund to build something right and that was like i think a proper cherry on top where most of the founders managed to get like uh, millions of dollars so they can just focus on building the product for next 3 4 years and come out with a strong exactly. product where the people can get uh, uh, benefited of um apart from that uh, ivan there's lots of ex happening right <laughs> every one month it doesn't go single month that we don't have any news like okay oh damn yesterday winter mute happened what do you think right, what, right. what are we missing here why i mean you know that right defi is still not mainstream it was speculation um mainstream adoption is always when you have like proper strong infrastructure yes i don't think so after this kind of hacks happening uh, somebody from institutional side or the big banks and pension funds would like to put their money i mean they are also fund yeah. manager right it's not their own money that uh, they can put it in casino what are the i mean what are your suggestion you are a dev right so i'm sure you look at the contracts and what what was the bug and so yes. on so so i would like to hear your story uh, how we can yeah ignore these kind of things uh, happening so in future we have solved we have solved this already in a normal cryptography where you don't create your own cryptography where you have templates if you want to use hashing there are hashing algorithms and you don't create your own it's called don't roll your own crypto it's a it's like a law it's the first thing you learn if you study computer security or uh, encryption or something in, in related to that you never create your own you use existing and if there's someone who creates a new encryption algorithm it goes through years sometimes decades of peer review of academic scrutiny and uh, before it goes into production before it goes into critical use cases so I think that's what needs to happen with smart contracts. Ideally, we should not create our own smart contracts. We should use templates. There should be templates for everything. And that's where I think the industry is heading long term because it is difficult to really think about all the uh, all the edge cases and the, everything that can go wrong and then you put hundreds of millions of dollars of course something will go wrong 100%. It's Murphy's law this is what we're seeing in real in real life. So I think we need to have some more mature ecosystem of developers because right now if you go to security ecosystem and uh, encryption ecosystem uh, people that actually do cryptography it's very mature like there are use cases there are ways of working there are things that uh, uh, there are uh, different standards that you follow for example don't create your own crypto be careful about this and that and i'm not an expert in that but all in all it is how it looks it's very mature if, if there are solutions and and we have tested many things and we have come up with best practices in smart contracts today there are no best practices there are some simple ones on the code level for example oh think about reentrancy attack or oh think about this bug that happened there like very small tactical uh best practices but there are no big overarching best practices and i think it's natural because it's very new we're still experimenting we're still experimenting with bridges we're still experimenting with so many things and that's where we got to find the balance and i'm not saying that we have to do it like the cryptography guys do it right now with serious peer reviews and decades of academic scrutiny because something uh, before something goes live but we would kill all innovation that way uh, but at some point we got to arrive there so is it going to be in 10 years in 5 years who knows we st we're still experimenting what's possible with this uh, with this technology and we have taken a lot of our ways of working from web 2 which is that oh you know you create a website do it fast uh, try it and then you change something and you fix some bugs and we do it with smart contracts and people lose hundreds of millions of dollars so it doesn't apply you cannot you cannot use the same mindset but we still do it and that that gives us innovation but it does hurt the customer trust it does hurt the the reputation of the industry uh, but at the same time because we're moving so quickly within four to five years we are credible again <laughs> that's an industry even even though we mess up like let's say with massive hacks because we continue building and innovating there are so many things that happen like in five years you can say oh but that was five years ago so now it's totally different so we do have a few of these chances to uh to reboot the public sentiment and say okay but now it's different because you're, you're speaking about hacks that happened five years ago it's kind of like speaking about exchange hacks that happened to bitcoin in 2012 no one cares and now it's 
way more secure. Now, exchange hacks in Bitcoin don't really happen that much because in that space, we do have best practices and ways of working. The industry has matured in that space. But when it comes to all of this on-chain DeFi stuff and bridges, uh, the industry has not matured. So we don't have best practices and uh, these things will continue to happen until the industry matures. And I don't know when it will be because we still, we're still discovering different use cases. With Bitcoin exchanges, you had one use case which stayed the same and it took them, you know, five, seven years to really figure it out, how to not get hacked if you have an exchange. That, and that was one use case, it took seven years. In crypto, in DeFi, we have a trillion use cases. They come out all the time. So yeah, who knows when it's when we will have a, a true stability, but at the same time, is it needed for everything to have true stability? I think we need to, again, focus on use cases. Are stable coins safe or do they get hacked all the time? So maybe let's just fix stable coins to begin with. Then we can fix something else. So all in all, it's gonna move to templates. It's gonna, it's gonna move to ways of working. Probably, uh, you, if as a developer, you're going to be discouraged to create your own smart contracts in the future because you're going to mess it up 100% and there are templates. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we're gonna, I think we're going to move in that direction. 100%, Evan. Uh, let, let's talk a little bit about uh, this FUD, right? About macro view. Um, Fed, uh, Fed is going to <laughs> raise the hike today. I mean, I don't, I'm sure you talk about this, I think, tens of time on your own channel or maybe on some other panel or speaking opportunities you're getting over the time. But what do you think? Is it, is it, uh, is it happening for good or um, how, how builders can uh, take it this? I mean, this is the harsh reality. We are going into yeah. recession, right? And I'm neither an economist and neither you are, I think, also. So what do you think? Uh, what should people do in, uh, if you look at the macro environment now? I mean, especially people uh, well, means uh, builders, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, builders don't care. You just build. But uh, I, I think the question is more to those that watch the charts and price go down and number go down. So all in all, it is what it is. It, it can go down. We can go to 10K. Who knows? Maybe not. Uh, nobody knows. That's the thing. But you got to think long term. Do people want money that you can store in your wallet without a bank? People want that. No, there's there is no other way. There's no way to put this uh, genie in the in the lamp in the bottle. Uh, um, there's uh, the cat is out of the box. This uh, this idea that you can have your own money yourself digitally, it's never gonna go. And uh, you gotta ask yourself: Do people want more independence from the state when it comes to money? Well, yes. Just look at the inflation everywhere. Uh, was it easy for everyone to invest in something else uh, and not see their funds being evaporated? No, absolutely not. If you are in crypto, it is easy. Now, the whole crypto has dumped like 70%. So it, it was bad protection against inflation. <laughs> I saw a meme. I protected uh, I, I protected myself from 10% from inflation by buying an asset that went down 70%. <laughs> so uh, so uh, in, in terms of inflation, we did not really do a good job protecting against that. But in terms of ownership, it is fantastic. And who knows, at the end of the day, as crypto evolves, will it be the same as stock market? Because it's following stock market. That's why it's not good at protecting inflation. Or will it decouple? Uh, we don't know. But long term, uh, this supersedes all of it. The, the long-term trend that you have digital money, you can store in your wallet, you, you do whatever you want with it, it's yours. It supersedes all of the short-term, you know, uh, Fed, Fed hike, hey, uh, Fed uh, changing interest rate, recession. So I think if you just look five years ahead, 10 years ahead, uh, it's uh, there is no question that Bitcoin and ETH will be here and other cryptocurrencies and they will be bigger. Like there's there's no other alternative to that in my in my brain at least. So that's why I followed the advice of Simon Dixon. He, he said it in a very nice way where, you know, in a, in a bear market, you feel bad. I mean, it is what it is. We look at the wallet, the portfolio, it goes down and tomorrow it goes down. And, but, you got to trick your brain into liking it. Uh, and you can do that by thinking, I can buy more Bitcoin. My paycheck now buys more Bitcoin. I can buy three times more Bitcoin with the same money. And, and that's when you feel happy both on the way up because then your portfolio pumps and on the way down because then you can accumulate more. So, and it's not easy for people to, I'm not saying it's easy because if you invested and it's down, like it's very difficult. It's very it's very mentally challenging. It's hard, uh, but uh, it is. If you are, you get. But you gotta be here long term. In 2017, when I started to do content, we went to 20k. Then we went to 3k. I mean, and then went to 70k. So it happens all the time. I think if you are in the space, you you kind of gotta be prepared for it. And uh, you just look at everyone who is here in in 2022, and when they started, like for example, myself and probably you as well. Uh, 
I mean, we started the Bitcoin price went down like 90%, 80%. It came back and people before us, those that entered like in 2013, they they saw their money go down from 1.4 thousand for one Bitcoin to like 200 for one Bitcoin. And before that, Bitcoin went from $30 to $2. Uh, so it is, it is the name of the game. It's kind of part of it. And uh, yeah, just get used to it, relax and uh, yeah, enjoy the journey. <laughs> you can think we're in it together. Like everyone is down. What do you want? I think, you you I can think. if you think you're down, look at Mark Zuckerberg. He lost 74 billion. I read. You can you can read. Yes. You know you lost how much, uh, and then look at that guy because all yes, tech is yes. down. It's not only yeah, everything all is, tech down. is down. Yeah. I mean, look yeah. at the PayPal shares, uh, Facebook, Amazon, Apple, even Apple yes. is also down. I mean, uh, do you really think the fundamental side change anything at PayPal or sorry at Apple? And, uh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, people are gonna buy iPhone 14, and next year they will buy iPhone 15, right? So, but. I mean, cycle works at their own things. I mean, they don't care. I mean, who are you and do you have some family responsibility or so and so? Because Michael, uh, sorry, market is uh, just like independent market where they cannot, you cannot put your emotion inside, right? And on top of that, I think uh, over the time, you just get used to it, this volatility. And that's a story of crypto market. And uh, people have to get used to with this. And the, I mean, you cannot really chase the top or bottom right um yes you cannot catch the trend everything so one trend goes second one comes so if there's like a, sec a famous quote in india i would not quote it but yeah um so okay. if you miss the one bus uh you can have the second one you know so exactly yes yes, yeah. yes but but most important thing i always say is uh guys try to contribute something to the space uh and this is like a really amazing space to work in into it and there's a lot to come. I think we are sitting at 1998 or 2000 era of early days of internet. So we still have like two decades of uh, uh, work to do. And this won't be easy. I, I, I would say it's, it's never going to be easy, but it will be like a thrilling ride. If you just uh, ride it with the people and keep building and contributing to the space, it will be like uh, after 20 years, when you look back, you will say like, wow, that was a, that was a crazy journey. Right. And of course it's, People sometimes think that it's it's too late now. No, I, I don't think so. It's too late now. From my perspective, I'm not giving any financial advice, but like if you want to start your career, it's never too late in any industry. And this is like a proper tech industry. It's not like a Ponji Snomics where you're going to do like MLM multi-level marketing, like bring the member, you're going to get rewarded. No, this is purely tech-based solution. One day tech doesn't work, you find another work it will work. I mean, tech, tech has the problem of all the solution. I personally think because 99% of problem tech can solve it. And that's why I more believe in tech rather than people, because with the right, people right. you can have trust issue, right? Uh, uh, I won't, don't get pissed, but I would like to, I'm, I'm like waiting since last two years to ask you that your, your favorite quote was like, respect the pump, right? So <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I'm joking about it because we've done like two years of content. We've built the biggest academy for Web3 developers. We've built the platform that is used by thousands of developers, but I will be remembered for one thing and one thing only. <laughs> no, and that's that why I ask you. Respect the pump. Yeah, yeah. No, but, uh, that's but why let I me ask, give me yeah. Sure, I sure, actually, I, I never get asked to, to explain it because people, you know, the people cut out that part when I say respect the pump. But <laughs> I was saying that, I was saying that, let me explain. I was saying that in the context of people getting mad when something pumps. So in yes. that video, I was, I was, I was looking, look, XRP is pumping. And, you know, normally people hate XRP. They're all oh, banker coin, this and that. And I was saying, look, you got to respect the pump because who cares like which coin it is? You can buy XRP like what for all you care is just another ticker so for you to be like emotionally attached oh you know my coin does not pump but this garbage xrp pumps and they get angry i would say no respect the pump <laughs> and then people cut it out i was like i respect pump in the old coin <laughs> let the pump into your life it was amazing yeah I mean, <laughs> and I mean, it's crazy i mean i mean i meet people in all kinds of uh web3 areas, developers, marketers, VCs, they always say, Hey, I want to respect the pump. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think that's, that's also, I mean, it has nothing to do. Uh, I mean, it is not at all wrong. I mean, hundred percent not wrong. It's totally uh, rightly <laughs> said, but I, I mean, that's a, that's a problem in the space. Uh, I would say like, not a problem, but that's the thing where people start uh, comparing you with that particular thing. It doesn't matter 
how many hundreds of what you did good but when you once you say something which is like kind of mimic or funny then people exactly exactly exactly, exactly so exactly. I mean, even 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 people makes fun of a uh, founder of chainlink uh, i'm wearing chainlink t-shirt but they're not sponsored yeah, yeah. you know so by the way i'm just i'm just preparing for beer market that i have all the merchandise so i don't have to buy the clothes for it you know exactly so, <laughs> that's good so, that's so good. if you if you want to send me morally t-shirt that's more than welcome um so I mean, people start making um, gifts, and I think you were quite in uh, limelight after that video that everyone was saying. Even today, I mean, I'm in some of the Discord and uh, Telegram group where whatever they are going to, sometimes your names come up, right? And the second word always come is like hashtag respect the pump. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. So, no, but I, I, I think, I think it's fun. Like uh, I, we even we had someone making a song about it, like a remix. I think it's fun. I, I have no problem about that. Should, and uh, if it makes people laugh, it's fantastic. And you should, you should the make day, the trademark one. You know, you should exactly, it. exactly. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I love it. I mean, at the end of the day, also what was fantastic to see is that people have such an emotional connection to the channel because right now my main focus is Web three infra. But I do a video once a month and people come and people like, oh man, respect the pump. When are we going to discuss about markets? When will we have like new new news? Like I miss Good Morning Crypto. So it, it I mean, that, that feels fantastic that Good Morning Crypto has left such a, such a mark on this. And, you know, sometimes we interview people for positions that are that are quite senior. And they're like, yeah, Ivan, I, I want to work with Morales because I watched every day Good Morning Crypto. Hey, by the way, respect the pump. So yeah, it's uh, it, it, we, we have really, uh, been lucky with our community and at the end of the day what i love about crypto is that you can put your guard down fully like fully you don't need to pretend to be some you know super superstar because at the end like no one knows anything people come from senior positions in web 2 where you know wow you're a you're a staff and or you know wow you're a vp of this and that but in web 3 what's funny is that it's like we're all bros you know yes, it, yes. It, it, everyone is approachable oh you work on some billion dollar fund you know you you, you still watch respect the pump <laughs> you know you're you're you're, st you're still following this industry you're still you're, you're still at the same level as I, I love that that everyone is super approachable and uh, you don't have to like make anything uh, out out of yourself like like we're speaking right now uh so i i love that that it's uh, it, it's very it's we're exploring it together we're, we're like on this journey together and uh, we, we're we're going through bad and good times together it's like a family i mean it is it is quite crazy i don't know any other industry that is like that i think i mean i worked at corporates five years okay so i i i can say like more i'm not sure have you ever worked for some other people but i worked in corporate for five years so <laughs> thank you guys for feeding me for five years <laughs> exactly exactly but, exactly but i think web3 space is like uh people don't care about hierarchy right we don't need exactly. level execution so and so even if you look at the polygon website they they just removed the ceo ceo position they are all co-founders and in web3 it's uh, less bullshit and work more when we talk about startup right? yeah, exactly. not about shit coins and on top of that it's really small space and um people get along very well um and they want they want to help out each other because everyone knows that if you just keep fighting dog fight or cat fight internally we're not gonna make it so that's that's quite uh interesting and uh apart from that i want um yeah I, as i said i'm also a big fan of your work since beginning days because i was not working 100 in space now since last three years i'm fully into web3 uh, so looking forward to looking forward to hear many stories from your side in upcoming days and future. Before you go, uh, before we close the chapter today, um, I would like to ask for some of the wisdom you would like to share with the people, uh, developers, founders, anything you would like to say that uh, even though people are listening to you since last five years, right, right, but, right. Uh, something well, which you would like to share, yeah. <laughs> let the pump into your life respect it no but to be serious the most important thing is to become active in but three kind of like you did that it's, it's and it's not difficult if you if you're good at something you show passion like um yesterday we interviewed a person for our growth team and uh, they have been working at different uh, crypto startups well-known startups and you know how they got the job they started to do uh, search engine optimization for those projects they liked and uh, started to push, the, created a blog, started to push them, uh, driving signups to 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 that project, and then they just get hired instantly. So it's it's it can be a very nice shortcutted way to boost up your career, to work on a global level, to travel internationally, to work with the uh, with the best tech companies in the world. Because right now, Web three is meeting Web two. 
Uh, you're looking at the biggest Web2 companies, the FANGs, they are merging with Web3 in one way or another. And imagine if you are a normal developer or normal business developer or normal marketer, for you to kind of go through that corporate ladder without Web3, it's very difficult. With Web3, you're already working on high levels. Not, I, not on the, It's not like you're going to get a call from Bill Gates, but you're still working on a very high levels because Web3, it is new technology that everyone is interested in, new technology that everyone wants to be part of. So decisions are being made on quite high levels and we don't have this massive hierarchy in 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 big, even in the big corporates uh, when it comes to Web3. So it's all about what you want. You want to work in a small company, Web3 is best. You want to work in a big company, Web3 is still the best because it's going to be your elevator through the career ladder. So just get started, do something. Uh, I mean, I, what what I think you you got to ensure you do, you, you do is to really get exposed to industry i think one mistake many people make is that they work kind of in blockchain but it's kind of like the wrong kind of blockchain they work you know some private blockchain solution that but they never get exposed to real blockchain they never they don't even know what the hell is a dex and they work on some they say they work on in blockchain and some private you know uh, decentralized ledger for corporations but like it's too far it's it's too far from the real thing so whatever you do just ensure that it's close that is close to chainlink close to polygon close to Ethereum. whatever you're building has to be real blockchain because i've seen people waste like five years of their career since 2017 working in private blockchain space then they realize wait a minute it's not even blockchain <laughs> it's called blockchain i don't know why it's called blockchain it's not really blockchain. it's some uh, centralized server right like what yeah, yeah i mean company it, and building something on your own server yeah yeah it, it's not it's not blockchain and then they realize oh there is DeFi. Oh, it's a smart contract. Let's, and, and then they start seeing the light. So that's maybe the only caution. Ensure you work with real blockchain. With if it if it's not Bitcoin, it's not Ethereum, it's not Polygon or Solana, like not of this uh, not if it's something that's, that does not have a coin, it's not a real blockchain. Because you need a coin to reward the miners. So if it doesn't have a coin, there are no real miners, there is no real decentralization. So whatever you work on ensure it's somehow connected to some blockchain that has a coin okay if it is some you know corda or something and by the way those are brilliant technologies it's just on blockchain there are many use cases for them it is some way of this dlt corporate use cases fantastic it's not it's not really blockchain it's not really what you and i are talking about here it, it's a bit different so just ensure you know where you work definitely well, uh, thanks a lot, Ivan, uh, for opening yourself up and uh, sharing lots of lots of wisdom and um, your learnings with us. Thanks a lot. Looking forward to do some beer market podcast with you next year. And <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah let's do it. Let's do it. Thanks, Sagar. Good being here. See you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you enjoy our discussion. Remember to subscribe to our channel to get up to date with the latest news in the blockchain space. Links in the description box below. Please also reach out to us if you are a blockchain startup or know anyone who is looking for funding. Talk soon.